Alright, welcome back to another episode of the Fast Break Layup NBA podcast. Your boy Samuel here. We got Dev here. Dev, say what's up. Yo, yo, yo. We got Rico here. Rico, say what's up. Yo, what's good, job? Alright, so we got some quick headlines. Before we get into those headlines, make sure y'all check out the podcast website. It's in the description. Make sure y'all check out the blog. We I've been updating the blog um, lately with some new posts about the NBA coming back recently. And make sure if you guys enjoy the episode, make sure you leave a rating and a review. That would be appreciated. All right. So first headline I got here is um, DeAndre Jordan and Spencer Dinwiddie of the Nets. They tested positive for COVID-19. DeAndre Jordan's already opting out. Um, leaving the Nets very sparse at the center position going into Orlando. And Dinwiddie hasn't made a decision yet, but he says that he will most likely... Well, actually, he didn't say anything about how he'll go about it, but the the, the expectation is that he'll most likely um, back out of Orlando too, but no word of it as of yet. How y'all feeling about the Nets being invited to Orlando, I guess, and if they should... Like, I don't even know what to say about the Nets at this point, but. Um, I, feel they, I feel like they deserve to be in Orlando. There's nothing wrong with that. They just wasn't lucky enough to, like, have players who didn't get hit with the virus. But we all know the Nets wasn't really winning anything. They're just waiting for these stars to come back. So it might not be the worst thing for them to take more time off, just put on, like, some, some people that could possibly be on the bench next year, get them right for the season. And just have Katie and Kyrie carry them next year. I feel that. I mean, it's it's kind of disappointing to see them go down with uh, DeAndre Jordan and Spencer Dinwiddie. But yeah, as Dev was saying, we didn't really expect them to win. But I mean, I guess all they could do is just go in there, see how much games they could win, and then just basically wrap it up for like next seasons. I don't think they're gonna do much right now. Yeah, I wasn't really I mean, none of us were really expecting anything from the Nets, especially when they announced that um KD was like KD, even though there was a possibility of Kevin Durant returning, it wasn't like a serious possibility because he's he's fully recovered at this point. And even Kyrie wasn't expected to join because we knew the whole um thing about him with the Zoom meeting and all that other stuff that was happening earlier um actually last month, I mean. But yeah, we weren't really expecting the Nets to do anything. I mean, it's possibly a good time for them to invite some guys to get some running i guess i mean they got a bunch of spots open they um recently signed tyler johnson they'll probably have to sign someone to replace deandre jordan and possibly spencer dinwiddie so maybe those guys could be used as bench and reinforcements for next year like dev said um next headline um jr smith is officially a los angeles laker i mean we spoke about it a little bit um Last week, I don't know, Dev, if you have anything you want to add on to that topic about JR to the Lakers. That boy back. He back in the league. That was the goal. He's going to be JR. He's going to shoot. He's going to make stupid mistakes. But, I mean, that's still a good player. Yeah, he is. I mean, a lot of people overlook the way that he um, – a lot of people overlook the way that he um, that he can play based on the mistake of the 2018 – so it was 2018, I believe, right? 2018 finals. And a lot of people are like, they just look at that as 
the one thing that JR is known for, but people forget that JR still has a lot of skill, very talented shooter, can play defense when motivated. We saw um, as his last two stops in Cleveland and even in New York for that one year that they were really good. But yeah, I mean, he's a player that can really add some value to their guard rotation. I mean, they still have a lot of guards though, as in like Caruso, Green, um, KCP, Rondo. So, I mean, he's just one more um, thing that they add into the um, arsenal, I guess. Um, We got um, Dame. We got the 2K cover covers actually being announced this week. We got Dame Lillard. Zion is for the next gen. And we got a Kobe edition. So how are we feeling about those covers, guys? Um, I, I know that a lot of people didn't really like Zion beat on the cover and I mean I agree you know some people could say like you know he didn't play enough games and etc etc but I will say though when he did in those 19 games he did play he did show us flashes of what he's capable of doing and I mean I could I mean I do agree with the fact that yeah maybe it was it's, it's maybe it's too early in his career to give him a, a game cover but I mean maybe it's just show I mean 2k hasn't been as prestigious as it's been the last couple of years. I mean, 2K is still the leader in like basketball games, but their games hasn't been like, you know, something to be really proud of. But that's besides the point. But other than that, um, the Dame announcement, I feel the same with the Dame as, as I feel with Zion. Cause I mean, Dame didn't really do anything in particular to deserve the 2K cover, but at the same time, I'm not really like that mad at it. I mean, it's the standard edition, <laughs> like Dev said, but I'll, I'll talk to him about it. Guy put some standard on it, and Dame's Dame's pretty good, and you know he's standard, so I give it to him. <laughs> like, I give it to him. <laughs> now I feel the same way you do about um, the Zion thing. I mean, he's only played like what is it, like nineteen games? Come on, LeBron didn't get a cover till it was two K fourteen, and he came yeah. in the league in o three. It was so. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's the. I mean, the, the league is obviously pushing for Zion to be the next face of the league. But I mean, let's, let's relax there with that. Cause we still got to make, we, we still got to see if, if homeboy makes playoffs. Facts. And he can't sell out again. Word. So we got the announcement this week that the league is working on a second um, bubble. And this bubble will consist of the eight teams that weren't invited to Orlando. As of note, they said the Knicks were not on the conference call, but for very good reason, they were interviewing head coach candidates. So that's one thing. But even if the Knicks were involved in the conference call, they wouldn't really have that much of a reason except to let their young guys, I guess, play. But other than that, half their roster is about to be free agents this year. So there's no point in really having those guys play for the team, knowing that they're going to be... um probably not on the team next year so there's which, that which next players are about to be free agents um Taj Gibson Alfred Payton possibly um Bobby Portis Reggie Bullock Wayne Ellington uh who else who else who else who else, who else? yeah a lot most of those guys Damian Dotson like half the roster mm-hmm. sheesh so, yeah they signed because everybody everybody was laughing at them last year for the way that they um Picked up players, picked up so many players, but they were on like 
deals with um guarantees non guarantees for the next year so they could become free agents so mm-hmm. yeah hopefully that works out for them but yeah back to that second bubble i really don't um i don't know I don't know how to feel about it because it's like it's not going to be as competitive basketball as we're seeing in the Orlando bubble mm-hmm. because the Orlando bubble is actually competing for something. But they said this bubble would take place during like September ish. So there's that. Um, I think they should just scratch this. This is just like forget a second bubble. I feel like I mean, yeah, they're probably still going to do it for like the profits, et cetera, et cetera. But I feel as though. Those players just need to go get in the gym, put some shots up, get ready for next season. Don't just like basically like go in, risk getting corona, getting hurt, all this other stuff. Like just continue practicing at like I like your team facility and just like get better for next season. I don't see a point in like a second bubble. Dev, how you feeling about that second bubble? You said the second bubble, right? Like it's the um, the non-playoff teams like playing against each other. Yeah, in September. Um, the second bubble is cool. I guess they're just trying to bring us more um, more basketball, which I'm not opposed to. Um, I guess I don't know. It's just a chance for people to like warm up. Only team that's really going like maybe show out is like the Warriors. It'll be a good time for them to like get the injured players back into the group of things. It's almost like a little um, summer league or um, preseason for them. But all the other teams, they yeah. do it for a reason because they're not good enough. So I guess it's a way for them to pull, um, <laughs> pull themselves up, give them some confidence. I don't know. That's Sweeney Hutt Jr. So I don't know. <laughs> I, saw, I know, I know what meme you're talking about. I saw it. With the big boys. I don't know about all that little stuff, but I mean, more more power to them. Go get your buckets. Go show out. Make the playoffs next season. I guess it's to allow for them not to have such a long layoff time because if essentially they don't play the second bubble, it will be at least nine to 10 months since those teams have played basketball. And for guys like Steph and Clay and other guys that have been injured for the majority of the season, it will be almost like a, almost like two, not even two, I don't want to say two years, but it's, it's it'll be way, it will be well over a year since they've played meaningful basketball games so they sure they might get their runs in during like runs that we see on like instagram or twitter or whatever but it won't be as near the same impact as them playing competitive basketball against other basketball play other nba players in a in an organized setting i mean so there's that um, we got some signing news and, um, some also players, um, also, actually, let me just get into this. Blazers, um, signed Jalen Adams from the G League to replace, um, Trevor Ariza. Jalen Adams is notable. He was, um, runner up for G League MVP. So there's that. Um, we got John Wall is not joining Washington in Orlando. I think I saw it on the timeline because Dev shared it, I think. It's and I said, I tell Dev predictable oh man but yeah um Beal also may sit out so there's that and um they signed Jerry and Grant I believe Jerry and Grant is to replace Davis Bertans because Davis Bertans is sitting out so there's that 
But um, Rico, how are we feeling on John Wall and possibly Bradley Beal not joining the Wizards in Orlando? I mean, good for Bradley. Good for Bradley Beal because I mean he can just rest up, you know, do what he gotta do. John Wall, I I mean I didn't expect him to come back. I mean, Kev might have thought he was coming back, but I knew he wasn't gonna come back. And I mean, John Wall, I mean, he just. Bro, you just got used to time, get in the gym, <laughs> try to get right. Because, I mean, two seasons not playing. Third season, you know, we want to see something. Because, you know, third season he don't come back. I don't know. That might be his career. I mean, I'm not, I'm not like, I want him to come back on the floor and I want him to play. But, I mean, if your health is such a big concern, then you probably should just, you know, just chalk it up, you know. Your health is what come first, you know. I just hate to see it, but. Sometimes it's how it goes. <laughs> Injuries ruin careers. But I also noticed. I think it was in the. Um, it was in the. Um, what was it? It was in the headline that was saying that um, he lost whatever game shape that he was getting back into, or something like that. He had lost the progress because of the amount of layoff time that there was between, I guess, when the NBA shut down and then to now so i guess he was working on his game and whatnot but he lost whatever progress mm-hmm. he was making so yeah there's that which is sad to hear i guess but yeah it's sad yeah it's sad to hear but i think it's also crazy that he that he lost that he lost like all of that due to like the quarantine i mean that's just like a good example of how quarantine just been affecting like some nba players who might not have been able to like go out and like train and do et cetera, et cetera. But it's, it's really is sad to hear. Hope the, hope the best for John Will. Hopefully he comes back healthy. Word. Um, We got Austin Rivers saying that this championship will be the toughest one to win. Um, And we also got Giannis agreeing with him. And I mean, I, I, I totally understand because I mean, the circumstances of the um social unrest and the the virus that is not dying down as many people would like to believe it is. Um, but yeah, these players are risking their health and everything and they're going out to the hot, what is known as now the hot spot of what's going on oh, to yeah. go play. That's crazy. Yeah. Because Florida has now become the hot spot, basically. So, mm-hmm. and yeah, cause you know, I was just, I just saw an article I think they got over 40k cases a day, which is which is mad. That's that's just like I don't know what they're doing in Florida, but they got to get it together. Facts. And um yeah, I mean I it, I I think it will be the toughest championship because of the the long layoff time. I mean, you could look at the long layoff time as a positive as in the fact that um that it allows the players to rest their bodies and whatnot. But at the same time, that layoff time allows for rust and it allows for players to um, get out of shape. Because, I mean, we've seen a lot of pictures of players in shape, but we don't know the players that are out of shape because, I mean, that's not going to be front and foremost. We'll see it when it happens in, like, the actual games when we see the players, but we won't know who's actually in and out of shape until we actually see them. 
but we've been seeing pictures of players recently that are in shape. So there's that also. And um, just all the circumstances of everything going around just makes this like some it's it's hard to concentrate on just basketball. I can understand for those players. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I definitely feel like this championship. I agree. This cha- this championship could be one of the hardest ones to win, because like you said, there's a lot of distractions. And I feel like with like the rust from not playing in addition to this kind of drive to like compete against all these other teams in like this new format. And the fact that some people have rested while some might be rusty, it has this interesting dynamic that could just, you know, tilt the, like the level of competition. Cause you never know. So you might think like one player is rusty, but he might come back fully rested, fully healthy, ready to play ball. While others might be like, you know, rusty, may take like one or two games to get back in the groove. But this dynamic just kind of gets people to compete. And I guess this will probably this would probably be one of those hardest, harder championships to win, especially considering the new format and everything yeah. that's going on. What about you, Dev? I agree. This will be like one of the hardest championships to get. I've been seeing, like, a lot of social media, like, saying the opposite. That's because now they think LeBron is the favorite to win. It's weird to me because before they didn't think LeBron was winning the championship this year. Now that he, like, him and the whole organization has time to heal, they feel like it's just, like, a cakewalk for him. Um, I don't really think so. But, I mean, I do agree with, like, the actual NBA players that are actually playing the game and not just watching that it's going to mm-hmm. be like the hardest to get. It's, you have to fight through so much. Like you said, they're in the hot zone. Even though they're like in their own like little area. You know, yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, We got um Thabo Stefalosha. He is sitting out also the Orlando restart. Um, the Rockets immediately signed um Luke and Baamute to replace him. So there's that. Um, we got uh Oladipo will not play in the restart, but he will go to Indiana to continue his rehab and um to continue to support the team. Rico, I remember you you said last week that you wouldn't call him soft, but you were like skeptical about like him sitting out or like contemplating sitting out because of the amount of time he's had to like I guess rest and heal from his injury so how you feeling about him deciding to ultimately sit out um I mean I will say I will say that with Oladipo sitting out I feel like it's a letdown but at the same time I feel like it's also good for him to sit out because I want to see him come back and play a full season, no minutes restrictions, none of the none of the little like basically what we got before the season took its hiatus. I feel like even though he came back, he was playing a little bit, you know, a little bit timid. He was just, you know, focusing on not getting hurt again. But I mean, I'm definitely disappointed that he's sitting out, but I'm looking forward to him coming back the next season. Hopefully he can get right just like John Wall, just get healthy and be ready for the next season. Word. How you feel about that, Dev? Um, I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I might even waste too much time on it, to be honest. It's, we're talking about Victor Oladipo. He, I don't even know why he... Don't even do that. Don't even do that. What was the point of him coming back this season? 
Why are you doing Victor Oladipo like that for? <laughs> Bro, that's a glorified burger. <laughs> Yo. That's a glorified burger. He don't like his fourth team. He need to stick to the singing. Chill, chill. He just became an all-star. Chill. And he's type young. Give him, that's, let him come back. Let him show what he's got, you know? That's a bonus team. It's been a bonus team. Chill, you can't do that. You can't do that. I I love Sabonis, but you can't do that, bro. Bro, he had a little hot playoff run against LeBron by himself, and still lost. He's he's overpriced. I mean, ah, uh, nah. I I want to see Oladipo come back fully healthy with this new, the new team that they have because they got a brand new team basically from that year that they played with LeBron. They got um Sabonis is better. You seen what happened? They, you said they back. played. He wasn't fully healthy though. So why come back? I no no actually I want to take that back. I don't want to say he wasn't fully healthy. I mean I want to say that he's not fully acclimated to NBA game speed I mean, because yeah, for him to the G League to go up and down and he wasn't yeah. trying to force it. He thought like yo coming off of that season. After he, it was hyping him up. Like after he sent the text, like, yo, I'm trying to work now. He tried to, he tried to get in the gym. Yeah, I remember that. LeBron, like, come on. But yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I feel like they got a better, a better roster surrounding him. So, I mean, I'll give, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see him fully prepared, fully healthy. So let him take this time off. Let him come back. And then let's see how he really is. And then I'll, 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 I'll really be the judge of his, his game at that point. I hear that. I hear that. I'm not. I'm not like completely against Victor Oladipo. Like John Wall, that's a ball. Yeah. Victor Oladipo, <laughs> like he's still young. He's still got time. But I mean, we'll we'll see. I ain't no Oladipo hater or nothing. I just feel yeah. like he's a little overhyped. Yeah, I could see where you say that. But um, yeah. We, last bit of headline um is Gordon Hayward will leave the bubble for his child's birth. I think they said around September, so I guess he's expecting that he will still be in the playoffs. I guess in September, so he will decide to leave. And I think they said that he will be able to leave. He'll just he'll just have to re quarantine. I guess when he comes back. So there's that. Speaking All of right. Gordon, speaking of Gordon Hayward. Mm-hmm. How much is left on his contract? Because I want to know how many more years is he going to rob Boston? <laughs> now, he's really been robbing Boston bad. Like, he, yeah, I mean, it's not his... Two years left on that contract. He, It's not his fault completely, but he's been robbing them. Like, they could have used that bread on, like, some centers because they need centers. For real. But yeah, I mean, and they they have two solid wings. They don't really need him. Let me see how much he has on his contract. All right, so he has a he has a player option for oh for next season. So he can opt out and be a free agent this year, or he could opt in, take that thirty four million, which I think he will. Yeah, he's gonna take and that. He'll be a free agent in two thousand twenty one. He is definitely gonna take that thirty four million. He's definitely taking that. There's no way he's not taking that. <laughs> but yeah, um so yeah, one more year of Gordon Hayward for Boston and I guess they'll be rid of him just like they were with Horford. Or and someone will pay Gordon Hayward at age 
How old is he? Wasn't he getting was back into his crowd? I can't remember. He low-key was. This year was probably his best year that he that he's played in Boston. Because last year, I remember, it was the whole Kyrie fiasco. And then this year, it's like everybody's everybody's been pretty solid this year. Because, you know, Kemba, Kemba's not the type of... Um, he's not the type of outspoken, I guess, person as much as Kyrie was, as he was in Boston. So there's that. Um, Gordon Hayward is 30 years old. Someone will give him a contract. Yeah, that's hopefully not bad. Not, hopefully it's not my Knicks, though. I pray to God it's not my Knicks. Because we don't need to be getting contracts to 30-year-olds. OD. But, um, yeah, let's get into the games that we are most looking forward to. I'll go first. Some of the games I'm looking forward to are opening night, Lakers versus Clippers. And of course, Zion versus um the Pelicans. Not the Pelicans. What am I saying? Zion versus the Jazz. So, I mean, for obvious reasons of um Lakers versus Clippers, the huge rivalry. Last time we saw them play, it was overblown after the Lakers finally beat them that one time. Um, I mean, a- any regular season game to really take that completely serious is overblown in a sense. But the way that was set up was kind of really overblown. And then also um, with Zion versus the Jazz, I mean, it's Zion versus a Jazz team that looks completely different now because they don't have um, Bogdanovich. Bogdanovich was a huge um, part of their offense this year, 20-point-per-game scorer. Um, And then we get to see how Mike Conley looks. Mike Conley's had enough time to rest. Maybe he could finally live up to that trade and that contract he has. And we get to see how the Rudy Gobert, um, Donovan Mitchell dynamic works out since they allegedly had some type of tension in the past. So, I think, I think, um, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on, but I think I saw I got a notification from Bleacher Report the other day that uh, Gobert might still be feeling a little bit sick from like earlier when he got tested. They said he probably. hasn't fully recovered from the. Um, he still has um effects of like I think. It's either he has he still has loss of like smell or loss of taste, mm-hmm. but he still is recovering from the from the from those symptoms. So, got you, got you. Yeah, so he's that's also another dynamic part of that opening night game to see how he still is. I mean, because we don't know how he's gonna look when it comes time to play ball. So, word, and I mean, um. Games I'm really looking forward to seeing. I'm um, looking forward to definitely seeing. The, I gotta say the Lakers, Clippers, um, mm-hmm. the the Jazz, Pelicans, and then I'm looking forward to seeing the Heat and the Bucks. It's probably like a couple of days later. Yes, yes, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because I think if the Heat, if the Heat, depending on how that game goes, we might see like if like the Heat might do more than the, see if the Heat is actually like the kryptonite for the Bucks. Or we might see if the Bucks might really be that team this season, going into the going into like that later stretch of like the playoffs, I guess if you want to call it that. And then I'm I'm interested to see to see Zion because I mean I mean 19 games he did show us something pretty good, and then I think he put on a little bit of muscle, at least allegedly. They said 18 pounds of muscle. Yeah, so trying to see how he plays because I mean. You never know, because if Zion and the Pelican supporting cast, you know, with Brandon Ingram, 
Lonzo and Drew Holiday, if they come through and they really like come together, put something good, you never know. They might be able to like, you know, win like one game before they get a, get that a second or first round exit in that. But I mean, that's that because that team looks promising, nice, young. And then I could definitely got the Clippers winning over the Lakers in that game. Cause you know I'm rooting for Kawhi more than I'm rooting for LeBron, but yeah, I get what you're saying. Definitely, definitely trying. To, that game should be good. Cause when is that? When is when is that matchup never good? Facts. And back to the Heat. The Heat are actually one of the only teams I think in the East that have really like they've beaten they've beaten the Buck. They're the only team that the Bucks have lost to more than once. I think in the East. Don't quote me on that, but I know they have beat them twice already this season. So there's two of those 12 losses right there, and they could end up handing them another one. And if they do, I think Miami's a really a team that should be taken, taken very seriously because they have a lot of really solid pieces on their team. They got Jimmy Butler, who's been pathetic from three-point, which I have to say first. And then we got um, Bam to anchor down the defense, and he's also been a great playmaker. And then you got a whole bunch of three-point shooters and defenders around them with Iguodala, Jay Crowder. You got... Um, Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero. So they got they got like they got a squad over there in Miami. So um Dev, what games are you looking forward to in this Orlando restart? Um, I really don't know all the games. There's a lot to like take in. Mm-hmm. But definitely the Lakers and the Clippers, that's like a must for everybody. Um the Heat and the Bucks as well, because we still gotta really see who runs the East. And then, like, besides that, just, like, the teams fighting for that eighth spot in the West, I don't know, like, what records they need. I'm pretty sure the um, the Grizzlies have that locked in. But I think, like, the Pelicans and the Blazers need, like, an almost perfect record just to get in. But, I, mean, I, think it's, I think it's six games they have to win. Like, the teams under the eighth seed in each conference, the Wizards, and then for the, um, the Kings and all those other teams in the West, it's... Um, I think it's they have to go like six and two in the eight games to overtake them. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. So they have to win a lot. They have to hope the Grizzlies lose as well. So it's a it's a lot, but I'm looking forward to seeing the competitiveness. Because I mean, at this point, you can get sick at sick at any moment and beat the number one seed. Mm Hmm. I feel like the Blazers have the best chance at beating the Lakers. It's probably because that's the only team like down there that low in the rankings that beat the Lakers this season. But um, not e- not even that with just the Blazers. Real quick to interrupt you. Beat them. Not even just with the Blazers that they beat them is that they also have some key pieces coming back for them. Yeah, they, they have um Collins and Nurkic. So we're gonna see how everything plays out. Like I said, it's probably a little too late. But I mean, they're gonna be trying their hardest. So that'll be fun to see. And one thing of note with the Pelicans also is that the Pelicans have the easiest schedule out of all those teams that are fighting for the A spot. They have an easier schedule than the Grizzlies, Trailblazers, Kings, Suns, and Spurs. Um, so that is to take into consideration. I mean, we I think we all know that the league did this on purpose with the Pelicans. They wanted Zion to get in there because they knew that as soon as Zion gets into the playoffs, that's that's going to be ratings galore for them, and that's more cash for them because they know that they're losing out on funds due to this whole this whole um, virus going on. 
So Yeah, that's um that's Zion versus LeBron. Who wouldn't really want to see that? You oh, of course, yeah. Every game for that. That's like the passing of the crown almost. And that's from that yeah. old goat young player. So I mean, everybody definitely gonna want to see that. I want to see that. Like, even in, um the first game they played against each other when they was both going in, that was nice. Yeah, that's the same reason why two K did it. That's why I don't know why people go so hard for these two K covers because it's not like they put in the best player there every year. Or you would see a lot, yeah. a lot more covers. They just put what's going to sell. Like Ben Wallace was on the cover of a two K. Nobody cared. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. Ben Wallace has never been the best player in the NBA or the second. But, I mean, they just put him in. That was his year. So, he was – everybody liked him that year. So, it is what it is. I would have yeah. seen a cover with, like, Ja, Luka, Tatum, Zion, like a couple of the younger players, Trey. That would have been cool too. But nobody nobody really focuses on the 2K cover. Like, the, the last yeah, it's not, it's not what people care about. was, like, when they had Bird, Magic, and Jordan, and you got the pick one. Most most games are um, digital these days, but you don't even see it yeah. when you open up the app. But yeah. Um, one other matchup I had that I was interested in was um, I don't even know what date it is, but it's Miami versus the Pacers. I'm I remember a couple. Well, not even a couple. It was months ago, months ago when the season was still in progression. We did a podcast. We were talking about the whole TJ Warren, Jimmy Butler beef and how that was going to play out in the next um, time they face each other. And then all of a sudden the season gets stopped and then we don't have any we don't have any continuation of that. And then I saw the other day on I think it was the jump. I was checking out a clip on YouTube and they were talking about um Miami and the Pacers going at it again and how that would play out between Jimmy Butler and TJ Warren. So that's one thing I'm looking forward to seeing. And I think they may also play each other in the playoffs if they um, finish the season. I'm not sure what the current standing rec- the records are right now. So let me take a look real quick. Yeah, they're the four and the five seed as, as we speak right now. So they could, they have, that, that has the possibility of turning into a playoff matchup. And I'm also interested somewhat in how the um, Sixers finish as well, because we all know the Sixers were having chemistry issues and they were dealing with um, injuries at the time with um, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. So there's that. I will say the Sixers are definitely getting either a first round exit or like I don't I don't see them doing I don't anticipate them doing much. Because, I mean, like you said, with the chemistry issues and also that, you know, their offense is a little bit, uh, it's kind of like, it's kind of crowded with like most of their players, you know, scoring inside the paint. It could be, it can, it can, it won't work as well, at least as I anticipate. Yeah. I mean, I'm interested to see how that turns out because right now they're the sixth seed. Mm-hmm. And I see on their schedule they have like teams like the Rockets. They have um they do have the Wizards, so that should be an easy win for them. Um they have the Spurs, another easy win I see on their schedule. But yeah, they have um I mean I expect them to probably stay in that um sixth spot. So if they stay in that sixth spot, they'll actually have to play the Celtics, which the Celtics 
do always have their number whenever they face off. So there's that to consider. And yeah, I mean, there's not much to really look forward to, especially with the teams in the bottom part of the bracket for both. I mean, not for both conferences, but I mean, for the East, especially with the Nets, the way that they are, there's nothing to really look forward there with their schedule. Uh, I will be interested to see how the Raps turn out because they look, they were on a pretty good stretch this year where they were like winning games, even without like Kyle Lowry and like majority of their roster even playing. So I want to see how they finish up the season. Maybe they could fight with the Bucks for that, um, for that conference finals. It's possible, but I think um, the Raptors, uh, Siakam, he mm-hmm. he tends to fade in that Giannis Giannis in that Giannis Siakam matchup. So I mean, it'll definitely be interesting to see like how they play against each other and mm-hmm. see who will be the who will win the latter. But I mean, we'll definitely see. I'm interested to see what they do. You know, post Kawhi with Van Vliet stepping up and. Siakam stepping up too. So and Van Vliet's supposed to be a free agent as well this offseason. So there's that to look forward to with yeah, how he plays and what that contributes to his um his contract situation, I guess. To be honest, yeah. that whole Siakam stuff, I don't see Siakam's another one. I can't take away that he's a good player. I just really don't feel like <laughs> he's that nice. Like he's just a wacky honest. <laughs> Yo, Dev, Dev coming in with the hot takes today. The yeah, old depot no take. Moves. He got no moves, right? But he can shoot better than Giannis. But besides that, he just do mad spin lay. Like, watch this game for real. He just do mad spin <laughs> lay. Just rebound and go back up. And don't start ugly. <laughs> you, got a, you got a point. You got a point. I won't lie. You got a point. <laughs> he does. He does. He does, but like at the same time, it's like with like some of these guys whose games we don't like, it's the it's their intangibles that is what they bring to the table as well that it contributes to their reputation as a good player. Like you got to look at all the advanced stats with some of these guys to really understand how much of an impact they play on their teams and stuff like that. Yeah, it's just some some stuff is just not impressive to me. Yeah, I, get, I, get, I get what you're saying. It's not. It, it doesn't look appealing to the eye. Like their game isn't like as like like say for example like Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum plays like a very smooth, very um appealing, I guess, style of play. So, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the point is just to it's to win games. So if he's doing that, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Word, word. Um, if he gets you dubs, then I heard he I heard he got mentioned. Um, what's what's up with your Knicks? Because that's not my Knicks one. What's up with your Knicks? I seen they trying to pick oh, something like that. Oh, you you abandoned the Knicks, just like that. I was never really a Knicks fan. I know you was like more of a, like a mellow guy, yeah. but you still like stuck yeah. around for like Ooh. after. I mean, my child to you know just pay homage because I'm from New York, but to be honest, I'm really from Brooklyn. <laughs> But, you know, we're going we gonna to keep the Nets in and the Knicks, you know, there. I mean, I I see what the Knicks are doing. The Knicks are like, they. you see how they get in, like, the they, they filled out their front office pretty well. They got they got William Wesley over there. You can never go wrong with a guy who Drake mentions as someone that's really connected in the in the world. So there's that. What happened? What did Drake say about him? He said something about how um connected William Wesley was. Um, 
It was in back to back, I believe. He was saying about something about William Wesley. But everyone knows that um everyone knows him as Worldwide West because he's like well connected in like all types of business circles. So a lot of people said that since a lot of people say that he's the best hire that the Knicks had in a while. So there's that. How do we even how do we even get to the Knicks? I brought it up with Van Vliet. Oh yeah, because you said that they wanted to sign him or something, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't oppose the signing, but I feel like it's better that we get a point guard in the draft, which I feel like they're going to do anyways, because I feel like LeVar Ball is going to force LaMelo to the Knicks regardless, because I think that's what he wants. So I wouldn't worry too much about the Van Vliet signing. I mean, I haven't seen much traction from it anyways. I've recently been seeing some nonsense about Devin Booker getting traded to the Knicks, which I don't believe will happen, but... D-Book? Yeah, I saw it on Twitter the other day because they were saying how um, Leon Rose has connections with Devin Booker due to the um, their same agency or something like that. I don't know. I feel like... I feel like the Knicks are like a Lakers kind of team. Like, they don't... They don't really rebuild like that. The Lakers was almost a rebuild mode and then they got brown, like... It's just different yeah. for those teams. They just, like, get stars. You know, the Knicks is being, like, the ugly steps in the league, but nobody want to deal with them. Well, that's about to change, man. That's about to change. But, but um, last thing I want to say about the schedule before we um we wrap up is um, Thunder and Rockets. Rico, your boy CP3. That How boy. you feeling about his chances um with um the Thunder right now? Um I mean he's not gonna like win or anything like that, but I will say that Rockets, that Rockets matchup, he's gonna he's gonna win that series. You better hope they match up at four or five. Yeah, do you think they're gonna match up? Right now, Jazz are at the fourth seed, Thunder at the fifth seed, and um Rockets are at Rockets are tied with the Thunder, so that they could end up flipping because the Jazz are only ahead of the Thunder and the Rockets both by one game. And with the way the schedule's played out, I mean Utah has Utah has okay Utah actually faces OKC August um August first after they play the Pelicans on opening night. So that could be two tough losses right there within itself and Jazz could end up slipping and they're missing one of their top scorers this year for, with Bogdanovich being out so oh I, look. I was supposed to ask that what, what happened with Bogdanovich I didn't Ri- um, wrist surgery just like that I mean Jazz wasn't really winning anything either but they weren't but like that's a big scoring option that you're missing out on in your starting lineup right there definitely you gotta replace you gotta replace that 20 points and you gotta hope Mike Conley comes back to some type of semblance of what he was in in Memphis. Huh? So what happened to that guy? <laughs> Could be the got- Williams effect, honestly. I Yo, I was just that, thinking... <laughs> I don't want to say that, but you just... <laughs> my chest might be... Son just woke up and was buns. Like, what's up with that? He really woke up and he was he was white. And like, I guess, I guess that's life. Not to say, but like, come on. Well, I mean, Mike Conley, he put a lot of, a lot of good years into the Grizzlies. Anybody know how old he is? 
He is um I think he's like 30 what is it? 30 33 I think it is. I don't want to say off top. I don't want to go off dome, but he's 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 getting up there. Let me see my con. Like last year anyways, but He's 32. So there's that. And his last two games, I'm looking at his stats. Yikes. 13 points against Toronto in 34 minutes. 12 points against Detroit in 30 minutes. Yeah, he wasn't looking good this year. I almost forgot about how bad he was. And, like, now that I'm seeing – because, like, he didn't play that much because he was hurt a lot too. So that's, I think, what happened with him that contributed to his struggles this year because he never got a chance to get in good rhythm. So there's that. True. He was coming off an injury, so I mean, you never know. Yeah, that, that is. Yeah, so um, Bro, go ahead, Dev. I don't know, Mike. I feel like he should have. He should have left when Mark Marcus left. I think he was trying to get. They had a trade. I think it was almost like Kyle Lowry and Valanciunas for Mike Conley and. Marcus Gasol at that trade deadline, but I think that deal had fell through and they just went with Valanciunas and a bunch of guys for Gasol. So I think Conley was supposed to get traded at some point during last year. In Utah was one of those teams rumored as well, but it just happened to happen in the offseason, which sucks for him because he would have been perfect with that team the year prior too. So. But it is what it is. Players get old. It happens. Word. It's the league. Facts. Uh, I guess that's all we got for today. Thank you for listening today. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. Um, And um, make sure you guys leave a review or rating. Check out the websites. It always helps a lot. And we are going to be out of here. Thank you.